0: Loving God, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the music of ministry. We thank you, Lord God, for every person that is gathered in the sanctuary and those who are viewing us by way of Zoom. Lord, we know that we are living in perilous times and we know that there are forces that are at work against us, against you, against your word. But Lord, we rebuke these forces right now in the name of Jesus. We declare, Lord God, that your word will go forth uninterrupted. We pray, Lord God, that you will open the hearts and minds of all who are listening and observing and worshiping with us today. Let your Holy Spirit fall down afresh on us. Let your word go forth with power under the anointing that those who hear your word might be strengthened might be renewed, might be encouraged. We thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, and for his sake we praise. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to look at the New Testament, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. I'm reading from the King James Translation, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. It reads as follows. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Verse five, and the light shining in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse five is a sad verse. The light of the world was in the world. The world was made by him. And the world didn't even know who he, was.
1: Okay.
0: he was in the world and the world was made by him. Verse 10, and the world knew him not. Mm. As we continue in the series of messages during this month of December, today I want to speak from the subject, I'm dreaming. Of a right Christmas
1: all right, amen.
0: of a right Christmas amen. thank you
1: amen.
0: what is the true meaning of Christmas as I shared with you on last week in a message that was sent out to all of you Christmas. Has become commercialized. It has so many different meanings to so many different people. In fact Christmas has also also become so distorted that I'm afraid that many people have really no earthly idea of what Christmas is really all about. The text that we read in verse 5 He was in the world. The world was made by Him. He was the light that shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehended Him not. I remember a song that many of you know. I'm not going to sing it. But it talks about Christmas being the most wonderful time of the year when the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you to be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings. When friends come to call, it's the happiest season of all. And it really is. But I'm afraid that many people have the wrong motivation for the joy that they think about in Christmas time. And then there's the secular song, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the one I used to know where the treetops glisten and children listen to his sleigh bells in the snow. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. With every Christmas card I write, may your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be white. I admit to you that we, my wife and I, and some of our family members at different stages, have lived in a lot of places. And I really don't regret it. I really don't. Because I've got friends and I've got homes in so many places. And I'm not talking about real estate when I say homes. I mean I can go to Florida tonight if I wanted to and have somewhere to sleep. I can go to Chicago right now if I wanted to and sit down at a table and know that I would be well-fed. I can go to New Jersey and go to you know, many different places that we've lived. Louisiana, Treeport, yeah, New Orleans. And know that I'm welcome. Amen. And I will never forget those Christmases in West Palm Beach where it's 75 degrees every day of the year. All right. And then the Christmases in Chicago where, where it's, it's 40 it's below it's zero and <laughs> snowing. So I've known and I've seen and I've experienced this thing called white Christmas. And it is beautiful when you're looking through the window. Mm -hmm. But it's a dangerous proposition when you're out there on the roadways trying to drive on that ice and snow. Mm -hmm. I had some dear friends who lived in West Palm Beach and they visited us one year during winter in Chicago. And they never came back. I know, that's right. Mm-hmm. They never came back. We got down Interstate 80 one time, and that snow was coming down and blistering. You couldn't see the hood of your car. Oh, no. And my friends from Chicago said they love me, but they haven't visited since. Oh, in and I've been trying to beg them to come to Texas, but I guess they still have an memories of what it was like during that white Christmas season. All right. But I don't want to talk so much about a white Christmas. I want us to think about a right Christmas. All right. A right Christmas. What do you mean a right Christmas? Well, I mean the Christmas that John talks about. It's right there in the text. It's not hidden, it's not obscure, it's not written in cold language. It's written very plainly, very eloquently and very simply. The Gospel of John is the Christmas story told from God's perspective. Look at what John says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. Now not I want you to understand what John means. When the beginning started, mm-hmm. there was the word. Yeah, I don't think you're you really with me just yet. It wasn't that there was this time when there was not the word. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the word comes on. Mm-hmm. No, John says, when there was nothing, was the and then the beginning came. The Word was already yeah. there. That's it. In the beginning was the Word. Mm-hmm. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. That's man boggling. With God. And
1: what? With yeah. and what? You got it? Yeah. yeah, that's it. The Word was
0: with God. Yeah. That means beside God.
1: Yeah. And the Word was God. Yeah.
0: The same, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Who? The Word. <laughs> Who was God. And without Him was not anything made that was made. This is the Christmas story. Told from God's perspective in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not then John goes on to give you a better understanding he says there was a man verse 6 sent from God whose name was John referring to himself the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe he was not that light who was he? John was but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world look at what John says he meaning the light the word was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew it not the creator of the world was in the world the world that he made and the world that he knows.
1: He came
0: unto his own and his own received him not. He came home. And this is the heir. Let's get rid of him. He was in the world, people, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So John begins by introducing us to the star of Christmas. All right. I remember some years ago, and I, I really don't remember as much as my wife does. She remembers this better than I do, and she's probably gonna jump off this computer screen when I mention it. And I I, I can't remember, I may have it backwards, but it seemed like to me it was Amanda's birthday, and I bought my wife a television, or it was, or he was my wife's birthday and I bought my daughter tell it was something like that mm-hmm. that shows how much I remember right Yeah. but what mm-hmm. happened the point I'm trying to make is that whoever birthday it was was offended mm-hmm. that I had the audacity mm-hmm. to buy a gift for somebody else
1: on their birthday, on that birthday. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> and yet that's
0: what we do every Christmas some yeah.
1: of us
0: buy gifts for each other. All right. Nothing wrong with that. We buy gifts for our friends and loved ones. And don't even think about the one whose birthday we say we're celebrating. John introduces us to the star of Christmas. Christmas is about Jesus. It's about his birth. He's the star. He's the host. John wants us to know that he's God. He's eternally God. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus lived before Christmas, he lived before Mary. He lived before Joseph. All right. He lives even today. He is God eternal. In the beginning was the word. In Greek that is what you call the imperfect tense. That means he was then. He was now. He always will be. That's why when Jesus said. Said and God said the same thing. Before Abraham was, I am. That sounds like bad grammar, doesn't it? Before Abraham was, I am. There's no such thing as God was. God always is, He's eternally present. The word is eternal. I recently heard people talking about something called porch pirates porch pirates I had not heard that term before maybe you have but the online shopping uh, extravaganza that has come across our land today has made it very convenient for porch pirates it's those folks that come up on your front porch Steal your gifts,
1: oh, okay, again, yeah.
0: you know. Ring doorbell and all these other things. Catch their pictures. Uh,
1: oh,
0: you know. I'm used to shopping. going shopping.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even though I don't, I don't do much shopping. But I do. I remember those days. My wife and I used to go shopping in the mall. We'd be standing. I'd be, I'd be sitting but we will go shopping for Christmas toys, shopping for things for our children. And it was a great time of fellowship, great time of of joy. You see the malls all lit up, and they had those no. heck you know about a mall, you can't ever find your way out. (laughs) You go down the aisle, you can't find the exit door, you keep running into stuff. And that's the way I'm accustomed to shopping. But now, my daughter Amanda and her husband Wayne, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They get on the computer, yeah. press some buttons, <laughs> and everything they want comes the next morning. Yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. But what I'm afraid has happened is that a porch pirate mm. yeah. has come in and taken our greatest Christmas gift from us. All right. God sent his son. To you and me, to be the propitiation for our sins, but somewhere where we will sleep, porch powder came and snatched him away. All right You got Easter bunnies, Santa Claus, everything but the real gift. All right. I urge you to keep Christ in Christmas and you will have a right Christmas. I read this recently. I don't take credit for this one, but I thought it was interesting. I read of an acrostic that someone wrote using the letters that spell Christ. The first letter, C, the writer said stands for Christ. Without Christ, there is no Christmas. This thing called Xmas yes. doesn't really compute. Mm-hmm. Without Christ, there is no Christmas. Mm-hmm. But you notice in our world today, we don't have a world system that truly gives glory to God. Mm-hmm. We have Happy holidays. All right. We have winter breaks. But if you really truly look at it. Now there's some exceptions. But most of these secular jobs. They don't really give you Christmas off. They may call it a winter holiday. But C is for Christmas. Keep Christ in Christmas. The H, the writer says, is for hope. If there is no hope, we live in a dark and dreary world. Ephesians 2 verse 12 says that at times you were without Christ. You were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope, and without Christ in the world. Don't you know that without Christ, we have no hope? Do y'all see what happened over the weekend? The Texas... sick furniture. hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand is for Redeemer Job said I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand with me on the latter day upon the earth Job realized that his hope was in Jesus Christ is our Redeemer. I is for Emmanuel. It was spelled in that day I-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Ask for Shiloh, this writer says. Ask for the star of Jacob. Ask for the son of righteousness. Ask for the shepherd of our souls. Ask for our stronghold, for our surety. For the son of God. And then of course he concludes with T for truth. Jesus said I am the way, the truth and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. M for the mediator. Paul told Timothy there is one God and one mediator between God and man. That's the man, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our all And he's our savior, the last letter of that acronym or that acrostic. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, which is Christ the Lord. So John's gospel wants us to know that Jesus was equal with God. He is eternally God. He is essentially God. He is God. The Bible said that no one has seen God. That's it. Nobody. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, You see me. You've seen the Father. That's it. Now, I happen to have been named after my father, Clifton Montgomery. And while we may have some things in common, I'm not Clifton Montgomery Sr., I'm not, I'm not him. My son is not mean. We're different. But Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. I and my father are one. The savior of the world, the creator of the world, came to the world. And the world said, we don't want you get out of here the gift of Christmas Paul says thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift he's the creator of heaven and earth the creator of all things the one who made the world came to the world and the world rejected him sadly we're still doing the same thing don't think it's any better being rejected. What are some of the benefits then of Christmas? The psalmist raised the question, what shall I render unto God for all his benefits toward me? Well, let me give you a few reasons. He came to bring life into deadness. Paul said we were dead in trespasses and sin. And Christ Jesus came alone and he saved us. I read another illustration as I was preparing this message today that I thought was kind of real. It was somewhat comical, but it was so true. It's the story of a farmer who was trying to teach his son what life on a farm is like. So he took his son out to the hen house and he grabbed a chicken and he said, "Son, your mama wants a chicken for dinner." And so he showed him what he had to do. Now, some of you all probably familiar with this. I, yeah. I'm admitting that I was raised in the city. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do this. My wife did this. She used to take those oh, chickens out of there.
1: Take those chickens,
0: bring the neck, and take it in the kitchen. It was yeah, good, though.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> but anyway, what this this article that I read said the boy's eyes popped out. I know he said, Daddy, Daddy, look at that. That, that there. You know, they said that missing. That there, that there chicken is dead and don't even know it. We were dead and didn't even know it we were walking in darkness and didn't even know it if you're going to have a right Christmas we need to understand that Jesus came into a world that was dark a world that was dead to bring forth life and light he came to bring light into darkness Paul said for you were sometimes darkness but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of the light another illustration that I read I did a lot of reading as I was preparing this message it was a story of a man who had lost his wallet I hate to lose anything you know that I, just, I hate to lose stuff that's a thing like your billfold or your cell phone. I'm not looking around to see if y'all have experienced that before. Lose your keys. But this man had lost his billfold. And they say he was down on his hands and knees just looking and searching for his billfold. And a young child came by and said, can I help you? sir? what's wrong? He said, I lost my billfold. He said, well, let me see if I can help you find it. And they were just looking and looking. And somebody asked him, well, what did you you lose? He said, well, I lost it about five blocks down the road. He said, then why are you looking down
1: here?
0: He said, because it's dark down there. (laughs) (laughs) Looking in the wrong place. We live in a world that's looking in the wrong place. I'm not looking for Congress. To set me free I'm not looking for the Supreme Court to tell me that I'm somebody my hope and my faith is in Christ Jesus who came into this dark world to give me hope and give me light and that's why I have and I hope you have a right Christmas the Word of God in our text lets us know that Jesus is the preexistent word he was in the beginning with God all things were made by him without him there was nothing made that was made he is God he is come to the world in flesh as I close It's kind of a bittersweet point I want to make, but it's still true. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, And as it is appointed to man once to die, and after that, the judgment. Jesus Christ came into the world on Christmas Day whether it was December the 25th or November the 13th or January the 20th, that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm simply saying he came. He came as a little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and they laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. He came, he lived, he walked among us. He was a sweet little baby boy. Some received him, some didn't. That's the mystery of the incarnation. But the Bible tells us he's coming again. Not as a baby. Not in a manger. But the Bible says when he comes again, every eye shall see him. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't no matter what you're doing, even those in the grave, the Bible said they're going to get up from the grave. And every eye will see him and every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you want to have a right Christmas? A right Christmas means that you will make room for Jesus. Have family celebrations. That's important. Hug your children. That's important. Exchange gifts with one another. That's okay. But make room for Jesus. Mary and Joseph came to an inn and the innkeeper said, we have no room for you. We don't have space for you. So often in our world, we don't have room for Jesus. But a right Christmas is a Christmas that makes room for Jesus. Whatever your plans are for this upcoming Christmas celebration, make room for Jesus. A right Christmas also includes worship. We've already learned you can worship at home you can worship by way of zoom you can worship in your automobiles you can worship remotely but whatever you do include worship in your Christmas celebration make room for Jesus and make room for worship also make room for giving the wise men came and they brought gifts to him we sing about the three wise men. The Bible doesn't tell us how many they were, but they named the gifts that they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. Each of these gifts has value. I know we live in a world where we say, I don't believe in Christmas. I don't believe in all that stuff. I don't celebrate birthdays. They celebrate theirs. I don't believe in that stuff. Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day. It doesn't matter which day it was. He was born. He came to the world, and that's what Christmas means. And a right Christmas includes telling others about Jesus. I remember this has been more than 40-some-odd years ago. I love to my age because I don't look it. That's why I keep talking about it. I don't think that I look it. No, I can't see myself, but that's why I don't mind talking about it. But I remember, and I mentioned this before to you all, there was a man in Clinton, Mississippi. He called and asked me to pray for him. His leg was hurting. And I, to my shame, I didn't want to do it. I said, that ain't nothing to be praying about.
1: Your leg hurt.
0: I didn't say it but I was thinking this grown man I want me to come pray for him because his legs are I didn't want to do it but the Holy Spirit convicted me
1: yes, it is.
0: and I went and I prayed for him and the next morning he died and I thought about that ever since then what it would have been like if I'm standing before God and He ask me, why didn't you go and pray for that brother that asked you to pray for him? A right Christmas is a Christmas where you find an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. I have a dear friend in Chicago, Larry Whitehead Sr., good brother. I don't care what, day of the week it is you met his son Chris I don't care what the conversation is about if you talk to Deacon Larry Whitehead he gonna talk about Jesus (laughs) I don't care what you talk about football, basketball the weather, the politics (laughs) you're not gonna end that conversation with Larry Whitehead without talking about Jesus a right Christmas then is a Christmas where you tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Tell that story this week when you celebrate Christmas. Enjoy your family if you can. <clears throat> Enjoy your loved ones if you can. Have yourself a merry, merry Christmas. Have a white Christmas if you can. But in all that you do, if you want to have a right Christmas, you're going to tell somebody about Jesus, how he was born of a virgin, how he suffered and died on Calvary, how he paid the penalty for our sins, how he's coming back again. In fact, in the book of Acts, someone, the angels, I believe it was Acts or maybe it was Luke. They asked, they said, why are you standing there gazing into the heavens? This same Jesus, the same Jesus, is coming again in the same manner in which he left. The same Jesus. Do you not know that the same Jesus who hung his head and died. The same Jesus. Who took nails in his hands. And pierced in his side. And had uh, nails driven through his feet. That same Jesus. Is coming again. Not as a baby. Not in an angel. But he's coming. In his throne of glory. He's coming to judge you and me and to give us our rewards. You want to have a right Christmas? Keep Jesus in your Christmas. Let your Christmas celebration be about the birth of our Lord and Savior. How he left his home in glory and came to earth to be our example. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, into this sinful world to be an example for us, to show us how to live in accordance with your holy command. Help us, Lord God, as we celebrate his birth in the weeks ahead to keep in focus and in view that Jesus Christ is your son and our savior and that it is him and him alone that is to be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have an invitation song. The doors of the church are open. The invitation is extended. Maybe there's someone here today in the sanctuary or viewing online who wants to have a right Christmas. You can have a right Christmas by keeping Christ in the focal, centermost part of your Christmas celebration. Have a right Christmas. Mm -hmm. The doors of the church are open. To the, doing that today while you have a chance. Have a right Christmas. Beautiful selection.
1: I'm
0: glad I know him. This Christmas season. It's all about Him. Will there be one today who will come and say, Lord, I surrender all. I give my life to You. I want to have a right
1: Christmas.
0: I want You to be the focal point of my worship and my celebration. I want all that I do and say to be about you.
1: Have a right
0: Christmas. and loving God we thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ into the world we thank you Lord God that you in your grace and mercy devised a means by which sinful humankind could be forgiven of our sin and be restored into a right relationship with you We thank you, Lord God, for Jesus Christ, our Savior. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing him to take on human flesh and become Emmanuel, God with us. In our haste and in our celebrations in the upcoming week, help us, Lord, to keep Christ in our Christmas. Help us, Lord, to remember that without Him we can do nothing. And that is all about Him. About His love. About your love. For your word says in that same Gospel of John that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We thank you Lord God and we praise you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A right Christmas. At this time we ask that you will stand for the benediction as we prepare to leave the sanctuary. Be mindful of the adverse weather that's happening right now as rain is falling. Drive safely and have a right Christmas. Thank our praise team, our deacons, and all of you for joining with us today. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all sing together.